Okay, let's do quote of the day. I missed out the last couple of days because I was home. Here's quote of the day. We need to be taught to admire, to surrender ourselves to admiration. I'm going to try that again. We need to be taught to admire, to surrender ourselves to admiration. William Hale White. You know, I, I think that's just a BS sentence. I don't even know what that means. I just think it's total nonsense. I think you don't need to be taught shit. Either you admire someone or you don't. We don't need to surrender ourselves to admiration. I think it just comes naturally. We need to be taught to admire, to surrender ourselves to admiration. You know, I think that's, of all the quotes I've done so far, that is definitely one I just, that is the worst one. I just can't get into that. So, no, I'm not going to, I don't agree with that. I think it's bullshit. Maybe somebody else has a different take on it that'll, if anybody has a different take on that, please let me know because I'm open for anything, but I definitely cannot go with that. All right, everybody. I'm in and out of the calling area all day. That's why I'm really far behind. So let's start the Kingfish show. I'm going to do your call-ins first, but let's get the introduction started. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network mm. Alright, let's start off with call-ins. I've been wanting to hear these all day, and I haven't been able to listen to them because I couldn't get a really good signal. I don't know what was going on. So, I've been dying to hear this. I, I know you guys had these call-ins in there all day, and I just haven't been able to get to them. I couldn't even hear them for myself. It was driving me nuts. So, let's go ahead and start off with call-ins. Alright, this is my, in fact, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. Hey, King. Um, <clears throat> congratulations, well, at least on my... Uh, version of the charts. Uh, you're at number, I think it was 67. Or, yeah, I think it was 67. I'm at 59. So, not that I care about that because I was actually looking for someone um, specific. Uh, that's why I was browsing the charts. Um, but uh, I do browse the charts every once in a while. So, yeah, you're at 67. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, having hopefully you're having a nice, uh, happy Saturday. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to stream a tournament in about, let's see, what time is it, 9? So, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, about 9 hours from now. Uh, so, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, those of you who are interested, um, visit my station for more info, and uh, you'll get the links. So, there you go. 
Hey, Sarah. Yeah, I look on there once in a while just to see if anybody's even listening. But the, the best I've had was 22 that I know of. And, but I think I average 70 or 80. From what I understand, the charts are based on new listeners, not so much on existing listeners. So if you've been on this thing for quite a while, then you have a disadvantage because you're not the listeners that you have maybe more than anybody else, but you're not getting credit for it. So a new person on Anchor who gets a little bit of a following will show higher in the rankings than an older person on Anchor who's been around for a while that has a big following. That doesn't make any sense. I would prefer that the rankings were based on the most listeners that someone has, no matter how long they've been on or whatever. And that way, because if somebody's been around for a long time and they still have a large number of listeners, then there's probably something they're putting out that's worth listening to. And so maybe I'll want to go check them out. But the way they got it set up, the leaderboard doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really mean anything, kind of, in a way. I mean, it's nice as a new listener to see that, or as a new caster, to see that people are actually listening. But when I want to go find stuff, it'd be nicer to see who's got the bigger following for a while, who's got the better, bigger show. That makes any sense? I'm, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's what I prefer. Because, you know, and you could, I don't see why they can't have two different kind of leaderboards. You know, this is new, new listeners' uh, leaderboard, and then this is traditional who had the most listens. You know, why not have two leaderboards if that's the way you want to do it? You know, I want to see who's, you know, because I suspect who's ever got the most listens more than likely is either got a, a niche following, you know, like maybe croquet or something, and ever all the croquet people are coming in and listen, you know, or they're just really that good and a lot of people listen. That's what I would rather see. So I think, like me at 22, when I was at 22, I think that's not really inaccurate because there's a lot of people out here that, that have a lot bigger numbers than I do and a lot bigger following. And they're not even on the board, so that doesn't make any sense. But I, I usually stay around 50 or 60. So anyway, that's my thoughts on the leaderboard. In some ways, it's nice. In some ways, it's uh, it's kind of fake. So it's you know you have to take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Well, Kingfish, I have a different take on the quote of the day. Um, yeah, and I must say I'm glad to be back listening to your quotes of the day. By the way, it's nothing to do with the quotes of the day. I'm just feeling off. i got pain in my stomach. And I, but just to get to the point, first of all, I don't like sentences that begin with we because I don't know which we this author is talking about. I love sentences that begin with I because at least I know who owns the sentence. Secondly, I don't know what the author means by the word taught. Learn is a does he mean the same as the word learn? For example, I need to learn to be taught. I'm not sure what he means by teaching. Maybe he's just using the word colloquially. But uh, does that mean we need a teacher? Well, what's a teacher? That's a whole other question. 
we shouldn't have to get this stuff out of the way. I also have quibble with the word need. I mean, he could say, I need to, but perhaps uh, I don't know what he means by need. I mean, he could be saying, you know, we would gain a lot if we learned how to um, give ourselves over to admiration. So I'm kind of make, trying to make value out of what he said. And now we get to the nub of it, because I really do like the uh, thoughts or where it leads me in terms of thoughts. I find the second part of the sentence to be powerful because it reminds me of thoughts I've come across before. Oh, Paul. Sorry, I got to this so late that I was out of the calling area. Sorry to hear you're feeling bad. I hope you feel better. Trust me. I understand the feeling. Especially when you're going down a road like this. It really sucks. Anyway, yeah, I didn't really like that quote either. It just didn't it didn't sit well with me. And I don't know why. But and I didn't and I couldn't tell you why. I just know I didn't like it. But I like I like what you said about we and I. That's not something I really thought about. You know, because and you're absolutely right, if I say I then I then I'm it's me. I'm it's I, I've decided this thing. And if I say we, as a general, then it just doesn't mean shit. It's like it's like not taking responsibility for what you believe in, I guess. Now, if it's like you and your wife or something, you say we, as a group, believe this thing. And as a group, you stand behind it, or as a couple, or whatever. I could see that as, okay, that's, would be the, that would be okay then. But just as a general statement then I have to agree with you, absolutely. But I didn't catch that when I read that. So I'm really glad you brought that up, because I wouldn't have noticed that. And, uh, by the way, not fair with the cuteness factor. I believe what I'm hearing in the background is Grace playing with Lewis, and uh, that sounded pretty cute. That, uh, that, was, that was cool. But, anyway... Yeah, I really appreciate these comments. In fact, I wish... Uh, you guys, when I say feedback about the quote and what it means to you, this is exactly what I'm talking about, what Paul's saying. You know, what does it mean to you? Not, not what it means to me or what I said that it meant, but what does it mean to you? You know, Paul didn't sit there and give a critique on my interpretation of the quote. He gave his perspective on what the quote is itself. And that's what I'm more looking for. Because, you know, my interpretation of the quote is I read the quote two seconds before. You know, I'm literally reading it the first time when I'm reading it on the microphone. And I'm giving you my impression. And I don't know quite often who the author is. And I don't know their history. I don't look it up beforehand. Sometimes I do. I mean, obviously, when it was Shakespeare, Napoleon, 
somebody like that, you obviously know who it is. I mean, it's, you know, you can't miss that. But a lot of these guys, I have no idea who they are. I look them up afterwards sometimes if I like the quote, see what their story was. Like the Julie Harris one. I looked, you know, I looked that one up and then I found out she was an American actress. And then that's when I put the, yeah, the poetry, Emily Dixon poetry reading, because that was her. I thought that was a nice touch. I liked that. And I didn't even know who she was. And apparently she's a woman I've been looking on TV forever. But give your impression, you know, impression of the quote. You know, what do you think? Is it shit? Is it good? Do you believe in it? Do you not believe in it? You know, and, and make me look at it in a way that I didn't see. Example, the we and the I. I never thought about that. But I says that I own it. I believe this thing. This is my thing. I put ownership into this. We is just deflecting ownership and maybe not believing it, unless it's a group saying it. So, absolutely. Thank you for that, Paul. I really appreciate it. And uh, that, that was just fantastic. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Thank you so much. Kingfish, how's it going? Hammer down, my wife and I were just talking about your admiration quote and thinking, yeah, that was kind of BS, too. We agree. You know, and what were we saying, honey? That you either, it's a feeling. You feel admiration for someone or you don't. Exactly. Depending on the actions of that person. Yeah, I agree, too. It's like you can't be taught that you know either you have it or you don't so hammer down kingfish have a good saturday and uh be safe we'll talk to you soon peace my friend see this is exactly what i'm talking about this is perfect i agree and i didn't think about it in those terms but now i do you're right you either feel it or you don't feel it you can't be taught it because if you taught it then that's that's like a like an oppressive kind of thing almost like you have to admire somebody it's like you're taught it you have to admire somebody whereas either you just feel it or you don't absolutely by the way Patrick you need to get Mrs. Planet on your show she's got a pretty voice bring her on more often that's all I'm saying I feel that that would be good <laughs> but uh yeah you should do it you should do a guest uh, a guest day one week with just you and your wife doing a uh do like a special show or something i think that would be pretty cool you know bring it and then if you could set it up because your wife probably looks at you like you're crazy like mine does and then uh you know maybe you could get her to do it like once once a week I'm trying to get mine on more often, but she just looks at me like I'm crazy. But what you could do, you could do a phone call if you want to do it that way. You both had Bluetooth headsets, and then you could do your show, and then that way you could do it, and then you could have longer than five-minute segments, and then you both have a mic to talk into. Think about doing it. I think you guys, you know, it'd be interesting. 
You know, that's what I would. That's think about it. Just think about it. Kingfish, hi, it's Maria. I like your new profile picture. Wow, what beautiful vehicles those are. Awesome. Um, I am calling you right now because I wanted to let you know that I just published a record with friends that you and I had back at the beginning of January. I never published it because I don't want my station to be too political. And we got to talking about Trump. <sighs> and yesterday I saw the movie The Post about freedom of the press, Watergate, that kind of stuff. And yesterday the report came out talking about how social media was used to manipulate the election in our own country. It got me all riled up. So I published our call-in because what we were talking about is irrelevant. And I hope that's okay. And I'll talk to you soon. Kingfish. Hi, it's Maria. And I just tried to do a record with friends with you. And it's not working. And I just figured it out. I think you must not have me favorited right now. Don't you love me anymore? <laughs> but I just wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit. But no big deal. I did go ahead and publish our call-in that we did a while ago. And uh, we were talking about Trump and stuff like that. So have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. And yeah, drive safe. Bye. Oh, I think that's fantastic that you uh, posted that call. Hey, you know, are you guys experiencing this? At least once a week, somebody gets unfavorited and then you don't realize it. And the two that I noticed the most for me is Maria constantly gets un unfavored at my thing. It happens like, it's happened like three or four times now. And it's not me doing it. And also, uh, Tim Araneta, it ha it's happened like three or four times on him. And those two are easy because Maria puts out so much material that there's no way that she's not going to be on your dial. And Tim... Every Saturday, you know something good's coming out. So you know, it's like, where the hell did it go? And there's been a few others. I think it did it with Abe Martinez once. It did it on, uh, I don't know, it's done it for a few people. And it's really just drives me at the wall. I don't know why it does that. Is anybody else experiencing that? If so, let me know. And, and I'm wondering if that happens, because I've had... You know, I've seen people on the thing where it says people favorited me, and I know that they've been listening to me for a while. So I'm assuming that I must drop off their dial, too. At least that's what I'm thinking was going on. I don't know. Any opinions? I'm just curious. This may take a while to send off, because I'm in the desert of California. Forty oh, only 45 minutes from Barstow. So, good times. Kingfish, have a have a listen to Anchor. Ha, well, by that I mean have a listen to a whole lot of people in a short period of time, and see if you notice the uh, how frequently they issue judgments as opposed to descriptions, as opposed to appreciations. 
judgment, very judgmental people on Anchor, very opinionated people on Anchor, and it's not just opinionated about, you know, I like this, it's opinions about things, the huge amounts of judgments. And I think this quotation is splendid because it reminds me of the difference between judgment and admiration judging somebody and admiring them. Question, how many times on Anchor have you said, I admire? And how many times have you heard somebody else say, or other people say, I admire? Uh, it's not a word that's often used in my hearing. Um, yeah, so, and what's the difference between how difficult is it to get into a framework, into a mindset in which which is fit for admiration? To me it's a, what I've noticed is that many people don't make it into the world of admiration ever in their life. For me to say I like something and or to say I love something or to say that's great is quite different from admiring. Those uh, words for me are very immediate things. To admire is a word I use in the context of look closely at and appreciate. To admire something. I I can admire something I don't agree with. I can admire something I don't like. But for me, it's been hard work, many years, to reach that point. Quite a long time it's taken me before I could appreciate the difference between the two. And that's why I really like this quotation. Paul, for me, I don't think I ever said that I really admired anybody that's on Anchor, but then that's because I don't think I've really been around long enough to listen to anybody to admire them. I have my favorites, of course. You're one of them. Uh, Kevin Touch is another. Uh, I admire, I would say, Jeremiah Craig's musical ability. But even more so than his musical ability, I I like his musical ability. Don't get me wrong. I love his music. But I admire his enthusiasm for the, the process of making music. I admire his joy of sharing his music. You know, he has that joy. You know, he... You know, I really, I like that. So that would be a good example, maybe. Admire is a, a far word. Um, I definitely remember talking once about I admire, um, well, let me go back to Jeremiah Craig. So I admire some of those attributes about him that I know. Maybe if I got to know him better, I might, you know, not like him as a person or something. I don't, I doubt that, but 
that those particular qualities about him I definitely admire, but I don't know him that well. You know, maybe he snores and you can hear it through the wall. You know, who knows? But he seems like a good guy. So, I, But I admire those traits about him. Uh, I remember distinctly talking about Ernest Shackleton once. I had to think about this. And Ernest Shackleton, I deeply, deeply admire. I think he's a great leader. I think Sir Ernest Shackleton will go down as one of the greatest leaders of all times. I've read quite a few books about him. I, I, I literally just worship the guy. To me, he's he's just a hero. He's the kind of he's the kind of guy that if more places, more businesses, more organizations had men like him, the, we would be unstoppable as a species. I think the man's phenomenal. To go into the, into the Antarctic for close to two years with, you know, ancient equipment by today's standards and survive on the ice for two years after the ship had broken apart and not lose one single man. I think it was like 32 men. I'd have to look up the number. I don't remember. But to do that and then to sail in the Antarctic Ocean, in the Arctic Ocean, 800 miles in a dinghy, in a storm, you know, with like 50-foot waves, in a fucking dinghy. He did this to, to rescue his men. His men were everything to him. This guy's a hero. And then he landed at, I think it was St. George's Island. He landed at St. George's Island. But he was so weak. These guys were like so weak. And he landed on the wrong side of the island. But he knew he couldn't sail around to the other side because he was afraid the current was going to wash him away. And the fact that they even found St. George was, was amazing because all they had was a watch and the stars. I mean, it was the, the greatest feat of sailing ever. Literally ever. Nothing's even come close. They found this dot. If they would have missed it, that's it. They were toast. They were dead. Then they marched over the top of the island, which has never been done before. And they were so weak that on the downhill side, they they just they slid down the hill like a sled. They just built a sled out of their stuff and slid down the hill. And they're like, well, we could die. And they said, fuck, if we don't do this, we're dead anyway. And then they walked up to the, to the, to the manager's office for the whaling station. And he's like, where the hell did you guys come from? Who the hell are you? And because everybody thought he was dead. They thought they were dead. They'd come in two years. Sir Ernest Shackleton. Two years on the ice. 800 mile trek. Not one soul was lost. Yeah, I admire Sir Ernest Shackleton. I admire him for his leadership. And I just I admire him for his tenacity. I I admire Sir, or Sir Ernest Shackleton. Yeah, that's somebody I admire. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here on Anchor FM. Okay. Here we are at Hector Road. We are 40 miles from the truck stop. So what I got to do is, we're running a little behind, but I got to go in there, 
I gotta get some go-go juice, fuel, and then I gotta take my stupid half-hour break. Thank you, electronic logging. Because I won't be able to make it down to Bloomington before my eight hours. I was really hoping to make it down to Bloomington before eight hours. That way I can take my break while I'm waiting on the load. That's what I usually try to do, and it helps save time, but eh, it's the way it goes sometimes. In this business, every minute is one mile, and every, mi every minute you waste is one mile you lose. Quite frankly, all I want to do is knock this shit out and go home. I got some more ideas. I'm bouncing more ideas off of the uh, for the concert series. I got to get together with the key players. I want to probably what I'll do is anybody who wants to get involved, we'll do it on a um, we'll do like a big anchor call or something. That might be the best way to do it. But I can't do it while I'm not here because they won't be able to hold a signal. So probably Thursday, maybe. Maybe Thursday I'll do it. But I definitely, definitely need Patrick from We Live on a Planet. Because Patrick's going to be doing, if we're doing uh, uh, artist interviews with the artist, who's ever recording the artist, or there, we'll do the interviews. And then Patrick will do all the introductions. And then he can lead up into it. So we're going to give Patrick time to listen to everything first so that he can get a feel for what he's talking about. I like his show. I think he'd do great at it. And I can't think of anybody better. Paul, I think, would be fantastic. You know, maybe we can have him do some interludes, maybe a little poetry between sessions if we have multiple artists. I think that would be wonderful. I can't think of anything better. You know, something to go along with, especially if we go with a theme. I'm thinking we could do this every three months or so. Maybe sooner, but three months seems like a lot of work. Yeah, we could have different themes. Of course, there's the holidays. That's why I want to do it on a separate station that's not anybody's station. Because it's community-based. It's it's community. It's everybody working on it. And that's what I like. Also, definitely Bobby Coons. Bobby's thought about this for a while. In fact, I think he probably had the idea before I did. But he was just dwelling on it. It's just that I said it out loud first. So I definitely want to get Bobby in. Plus, Bobby's in Vegas. So you know there's lots of like little artists around that he could probably talk to. I think that would be fantastic. You know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So those are the main guys right now. If anybody else wants in on it, absolutely. It's, it's community-based. It's going to be a community-based thing. What we'll do is argue about the logistics or whatever. I'm sure we'll change the format up here and there as we go along. But every two, three months would be fantastic. You know we got to have a Christmas show. So January. So we'll probably do it in like June. Yeah. And then maybe another one in September. And then do the, then we could do a Christmas show. You know, something like that. I don't know. It's just, we're all just talking out loud right now. We haven't come up with a ideal format, but I suspect that you know Jeremiah Craig's been to a lot of these festivals, and we're just doing a festival, but we're doing it on on the radio. So 
I'm sure he has a lot of insight into how we put it all together, and I'm going to go with his judgment, because, alas, I do not. I have the vision. I am the visionary. Do not bog me down with details. I have above and beyond the details. <laughs> oh, also, I forgot. Our own Sarah Alawami is coming out with her own album very soon. So, you know... If it's out by the time we do this, we could definitely have some songs. You know, however Sarah wants to do that. I, we, we cannot forget that. Oh, I can't believe I was forgetting something so obvious. You know, it just... There's so many things we could do. It's going to be fun. Alright, check this out. I meant to comment on this earlier, but I didn't have a signal. So, I'm watching the Olympics with the wife the queen fish and the Japanese figure skaters coming out and the dude's kicking ass with his fake Pokemon haircut I don't know what you call it but he's just kicking ass I mean it's just even I can see it's good I don't know what it is I don't know how to score it but I'm like alright dude's doing good you know he's kicking ass the crowd goes crazy alright I'm cool with that so they start throwing Winnie the Poohs at him. You know, like Winnie the Pooh bears onto the ice. And I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, is this some weird way to make figure skating look more manly by throwing Winnie the Pooh bears at a guy wearing ruffles on his shirt? Or because it's a Pooh bear, did they not like it? And this is their way of throwing shit, but it's a polite way of throwing shit, like throwing poo at the guy. Honestly, I don't know. I, I suspect it's some weird admiration thing. You know, he's like a figure skating Japanese guy or something. But anyway, if anybody has any thoughts on that, I'd be curious to know because... I mean, and the little girls that they patrol the ice, the little ice Nazis... They were out there picking up these poo bears, and it was like this big pile of poo bears when they were done. And I just kept thinking, what the hell is this all about? You know, why would why are they throwing poo bears at this guy? Because as far as I know, poo bear is not very Japanese. I'm sure the Japanese have their own version of something like the poo bear. So why would they throw poo bears at him? And was it the Japanese? Maybe it was the Chinese being respectful and throwing poo at him symbolically, as in Pooh Bear. Any thoughts? Anybody want to educate me? Tell me why they threw the Pooh Bear at this guy? I'll have to Google it later, I guess, but if somebody doesn't tell me, but I'm just curious. And where did he get that haircut? It looked like something like Elvis's barber ran into the Pokemon cartoon show from the 70s or the 80s. It was that what happened? I'm just curious. But, like I said, dude kicked ass. He did a quadruple cow lick or something and, and it, it, I don't know. It looked pretty impressive to me the whole thing. But, but then again, the next guy looked really impressive too. and He didn't get nearly as many points. So I don't get it. You know, I just don't get it. So that's the question of the day. 
Do they throw the boo bear at him to be respectful because it's some weird thing to make figure skating look more manly? Is it... I don't get it. 